the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. We've entered a great season for praising and worshiping the Lord. Let's begin with praying together. O Lord, Avinu Malkenu, you are our Father and our King, and we just love you. We thank you for this time. We thank you for the appointed times, which are so prophetic in nature, and we can see how your word is true and how you are faithful and how you desire to have us not only remember you, at this time, but worship you and thank you for all the things that you've done for us. We also pray for our situation right now with this virus, that it would be gone. We rebuke it in the name of Yeshua. We look to you, Lord, to heal our land. That is your promise, that when we, then we humble ourselves and, and uh, seek your face and turn from our wicked ways, You've promised to uh, hear from heaven, forgive our sins, and heal our land. So, Lord, we are looking to this. We're praying for all the people who are sick, and we ask, O Lord, for an amazing healing. But most of all, we pray for revival in our country, Father. Revive us according to your word. I thank you and praise you and worship you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. A couple things here. The uh, counting of the Omer 50-page devotional booklet is still available. It's available on our website, so you only missed a couple days. If you need us to send it to you, then you call Karen at 813-831-5673 on Monday. But, you know, you can go right now to Shoresh, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, David, org and go under Passover and resources and you'll see that you can download or just view um, the counting of, of the Omer so you have the 50 days of uh, devotions between Passover 
and Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks, okay? And if you would like to send us a gift, uh, that would be an amazing blessing in these days because of the virus. Most ministries are struggling financially. Feel free to call Karen at 813-831-5673 or go to the website heartofmessiah.org. Either one will work. So today we will continue to look at God's appointed times that he gave to Israel and I believe should be celebrated by everyone. Uh, I know that's controversial. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, these appointed times are not just about agriculture. Rather, they're an outline and a summary, actually, of the entire redemptive program from the death of Yeshua, the Messiah, to the fulfillment of the Messianic Kingdom. Now, understanding Israel did not recognize this as a redemptive program of the Messiah. You understand that, right? Uh, because the revelation of Scripture is progressive. And not until the Messiah came and died and was buried and rose again and ascended into heaven did his disciples begin to understand what God was doing in relationship to Scripture and relationship to these appointed times. You know, the feasts, the feast days. As we look later on in the year at the fall feast days, we have an opportunity to understand some of God's intentions in the future. But for today, we're going to look mainly at Passover and uh, maybe a little bit of Yom HaBikurim, which is Feast of the First Fruits. Now, in John 1.29, it says this, The next day, John sees Yeshua coming to him and says, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Well, the Lamb is referring, the Lamb of God refers to Passover. And the plural for Lamb does never appear in the Bible. The Lamb is always singular. Sometimes the plural for sheep is used and translated as lambs. But that's not really correct. But the Hebrew for lambs is never there. There is just one lamb. Can I get an amen to that? <laughs> Passover can be summarized this way. Passover is about the one lamb, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. And as we look a little further, we see that the uh, Yom HaBikurim, which is the feast or the day of the first fruits, um, is really well summarized, actually, in 1 Corinthians, verses 15, 20, and then 23. But now Messiah has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. But each in its own order. Messiah, the first fruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Messiah. So, Yeshua, the Lamb of God, is the first fruit, right? And we are the first fruits after him. Okay. But let's go back to Passover. There's so much to talk about. And I'm just going to uh, highlight some of the things that shows us God and his divine plan. Now, I believe Passover is the key holy day in the mind of God. It's mentioned 77 times in the Hebrew Scriptures and the New Covenant. 
and other holy days are only mentioned under ten times. So let's see why Passover. Well, first of all, it begins God's redemptive plan. It is the beginning of the year as well. And it focuses on key principles in God's word. Now, let's look at some of these principles. Number one, the Lamb of God that takes away our sin. And we see that Joseph, uh, Yeshua's father, uh, named Yeshua, which from the Hebrew to the English, most of you know, it means salvation. And it's because he would save his people from sin. And we see prophetically how this works out with Isaiah 49, 6b, so to speak. It says, so I will give you, Yeshua, as a light for the nations, that you should be my salvation to the end of the earth. Doesn't that make sense now, since Yeshua's name it means salvation? So that that you, Yeshua, should be my salvation to the end of the earth. I love it. Uh, another key principle is there is only one way. Now this is, you know, this gets people pretty upset uh, who are not believers. They they always ask that question. Well, do you believe there's only one way? You know, it's one of those gotcha questions. Like, how could you be so narrow-minded? But acceptance of the blood of the lamb over the doorpost of the house was the only way to receive protection and deliverance from the firstborn. So you could say, well, gee, Jewish people who did that were narrow-minded too. It was the only way. And there's a pattern of God giving us the only way. In Exodus 34:18, it says, you are to keep the feast of matzot, which is the plural for matzah, uh, for seven days you are to eat matzot, as I've commanded you. And so we see here also that there is really only one way that we, have to, we, we cannot have leaven. Um, God doesn't give a ch- us a choice there. And, uh, but we see also here that unless you apply the blood of Yeshua to your heart, you cannot be delivered from sin. So this is very similar to uh, what God did at Passover. God requires the same thing he's always always required of man, a blood sacrifice for our sins. And that was accomplished by Yeshua on the tree when he died for the sin of the world. But we have to receive it by faith and trust in the Lord. And that's how we apply it to the doorpost of our house. Now, another key principle of Passover is since God has freed us, God wants us to be free. He wants us not to be slaves. If we're going to be slaves to anything or anybody, it's to be slaves of his, right? But in a good way, because we have freedom as we are his slave, which is a whole other thing to talk about. Matzah reminds us that God desires us to be a holy nation, a holy people without sin, just as Yeshua was holy. Now, the matzah uh, is, is unleavened bread, and unleavened means that it's not puffed up. 
And by the way, if we weren't puffed up, we wouldn't sin. So the fact that we're seeking to be unleavened, as Yeshua was unleavened, as Matzah is unleavened, it's the nature of Yeshua, right? And um, we also, another principle is remember who God is and what he's done. There is only one Passover and that's in Exodus 12. All future Passovers are a memorial to remember him. And even the Lord's Supper, we see, is a memorial to remember him. It says in Luke 22:19, And when he had taken matzah and offered the bracha, the bracha means a blessing, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, given for you. Do this in memory of me. So we see that there's the, the key is to remember the Lord. And then another key, well, actually, in the, having to do with that key, we remember the faithfulness of God who promised Abraham in Genesis 22.8, God will provide for himself a lamb. This deliverance was a prophecy of Yeshua's sacrifice as the Lamb of God, which I love. Isn't that great? And we are to remember that. We are to remember the connections of God's promise and God's answers. And then we also, another principle is we can't accomplish these other things without trusting God. It's, Passover is all about trusting God. Uh, who would have put the blood over the doorpost of your house if you didn't trust that what God was saying is true? So we, um, an, another thing is that it has to do with intimacy with God, uh, Passover. So there are all sorts of key principles having to do with Passover, but we also see that there are a number of traditions in Passover in traditional Judaism that even though they don't believe in Yeshua, the, the Jews, uh, the what we would call the traditional Jews or the Jews that you might meet who are not Messianic, but they do a lot of things that remind us of Yeshua, the Messiah. And, and this is something you should know so you can ask your Jewish friends about it. Well, we'll start with some simple things here. Uh, there's a Seder, right? Seder is generally referred to as the meal, but what it really means is order. It refers to the service that you're going to be celebrating at home. It's the order of the service. And we do that with the Haggadah. This is a booklet that we are following uh, which actually Haggadah means the telling. So it's describing the events of the Passover and other kinds of things that help us celebrate Passover. And um, a third is we remove chametz from our house. Chametz is leaven. And doesn't it sound like leaven? Lemon? <laughs> yes, leaven. <laughs> Sounds like a lemon too, right? But it's called chametz, chametz. And we see in Exodus 12:15, for seven days you are to eat matzot or the matzah, but on the first day you must remove chametz from your houses. For whoever eats chametz 
from the first day until the seventh day, that soul will be cut off from Israel. So traditionally, the beginning of Passover has the head of the house searching for any crumb of leaven in, leaven, in order to purge it from their house. So that it's like purging all sin from their house. And that's another concept. It's the removal of sin. And so we should prepare our hearts when we prepare for Passover. First um, Corinthians 5, 6 through 8 says, Your boasting is no good. Don't you know that a little chametz leavens the whole batch of dough? Get rid of the old chametz so that you may be a new batch just as you are unleavened. For Messiah... Our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us celebrate the feast, not with old chametz, the chametz of malice and wickedness, but with unleavened bread, the matzah of sincerity and truth. I hope you like that translation. It's the uh, Tree of Life translation, the TLV, and it really gives you a sense of going back to the Passover Seder within this scripture, and I just love, love it. At any rate, some other traditions. This is an amazing tradition, the cups of wine. Now, wine is a symbol of joy, and we will drink four cups of wine during the Seder, or grape juice. Um, why four cups? Well, in Exodus 6, 6 through 7, they, the Jewish people came up with four things that the Lord promised the house of Israel. And so the first one is, I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And so they call this the cup of sanctification. And then the cup of deliverance is the second one. I will deliver you from their bondage. And the third one is the cup of redemption. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm. Now, funny enough, in all satyrs, the third cup is the cup of redemption, and it's done in conjunction with eating the afikomen, which is the piece of the matzah that was hidden away. And doesn't this sound like the Lord's Supper? Even though Jewish people, for the most part, don't believe, this is what they're going to be doing. The cup of praise is the fourth cup. I will take you to myself as a people, and I will be your God. And so naturally, the, our, our instinct is to praise the Lord. Then the sixth tradition is the washing of hands, which reminds us of in that time that Yeshua washed his disciples' feet, because everybody will have a, a, a bowl which uh, or or. Uh, they send the bowl around, not not in today's world, right, with with social distancing. But um, but traditionally, there's a bowl, and you everybody puts their hand in and, and cleans it. And I, I, it just makes me think of of John 13:12 through 17, where Yeshua washes his disciples' feet. And then the breaking the middle matzah, boy, this is a mystery as to why it would be in a traditional Jewish Seder of people who don't believe in Yeshua. Look, three pieces of matzah are kept in a white cloth or linen bag called a matzotash. This bag has three compartments to separate the three pieces. If it is ever explained, and it usually isn't, 
generally, they explain that the top priests, uh, the top one it w- represents the priests, the second represents the Levites, and the third represents Israel. So the leader takes the middle matzah and breaks it in two. He puts the smaller piece back between the two other pieces and wraps the large piece in a separate linen cloth. This separated piece is called the afikomen, that which comes after. That's what it means. It's a Greek word. And the afikomen will be hidden until after the meal. So can you picture it? Wrapped up in linen cloth, hidden away. Then the child finds it, and they redeem it for a price. And it's then that the... the broken matzah must be shared by all the participants in order to finish the Seder. Uh, wow. Uh, the afikomen, the middle piece of matzah, is eaten at the same time as the third cup of wine, which is the cup of redemption. And Luke twenty-two nineteen records it this way. And when he had taken matzah and offered the blessing, he broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given to you. Do this in memory of me. Matthew twenty-six, twenty-seven, and 8. And he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the removal of sins. These are just some of the exciting parts of the Passover Seder and how it brings together so many parts of Scripture showing us the faithfulness and the purposes of God. Look, this is uh, just an amazing time, and uh, I don't really, you know, I'd love to get into more depth with it, but uh, I do want to say one thing about Yom HaBikurim. You know, people say, well, do you celebrate Easter? Do you celebrate the the resurrection? And we should, even though most Jewish people don't know about the holy day called Yom HaBikurim. We find it in in Leviticus, and we find it uh, in Leviticus 23. And basically it is the day of the Feast of First Fruits. And... It says in Exodus 23:19, "Bring the first of the first fruits of the land; you shall bring it to the Lord your God." Well, Yeshua's resurrection was the beginning first fruit of of the harvest of all mankind. Those who belong to the Messiah will be resurrected unto life at His coming. But now Messiah has been raised from the dead, the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. Oh, there's so much. Next week we're going to talk about the proof uh, that these things are proven, or we can prove these things have happened. So let's um, talk about that next week. We're going to just continue, even though it'll be after Passover, and we'll get into the rest of the feasts for the spring. Um, It's Look, this is a great season. Uh, We just are blessed. Uh, I just ask you again, if you would like to get the counting of the Omer booklet, please download it from the Shoresh David website. And um, if you can help us financially, that will be an amazing blessing too. I pray that God has touched your heart and that you would grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close in prayer. 
Father Avinu Malkenu. We we thank you. We began with prayer. We close with prayer because, Lord, that is our discussion with you to hear our heart. Um, and at this time, hear our heart for our people who are suffering, whether they're suffering in health or suffering financially. We ask that you would be with them bless them and encourage them, and most of all, let them know, Yeshua, your Messiah that you sent so that we could have abundant life and eternal life. We bless you and thank you, Lord, in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. 